Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I'm your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, John. Why did I go that order? I don't know. Oh my god. And Chris, what day is it? I don't know. I I'm sometimes I'm aware when I see light outside and I'm like, huh, something changed. <laughs> and then it goes away. And I'm like, oh, the dark times are back. Uh <laughs> And Sean is not here, unfortunately. Um, Sean had a family emergency, kind of very much came up very last minute, like yesterday, you know, it, it, it arise. So, uh, he is obviously with his family dealing with that. And, you know, just, uh, everyone send out their good vibes or prayers, whatever you believe in you know, towards him and, uh, in all, in all and seriousness, all thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. The real thoughts and prayers. We got to guess for sure. Uh, John, you know what time of the show this is? I do, but why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> this is when we banter. I don't know how long it's going to be this week because you know, John's not here. So it's like one third less banter, but, uh, if you the don't banter want King, yeah, <laughs> if you don't want to hear our bantering, uh, you know what you can do? You can look down at the show notes and you'll see a timestamp for when the topic begins. And that's where you go to, to listen to this week's topic, which is the name of the episode, because I use conventional naming mechanisms. Aren't I smart? Brilliant as always. <laughs> right. Um, but the walls are closing in though. Are you brilliant enough to fix that? <laughs> I, need, right. I need help. Is it bad? Like I swear, I mean, my days are running together where I'm, I'm almost like missing trash day yeah. every week. I just don't. Well, I don't have that is. problem because I just have a, you know, a dumpster. I take my stuff out that, to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, I did take off, um, for a game we'll be covering in the future. I took off. We were, our job was actually off. We take off good Friday instead of President's day for some reason, I think to like spread it out, honestly. Um, because you know, otherwise it would have been like, Hey, in two months you had like eight days off <laughs> and our job really doesn't want that. I think, no. uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, we were off Friday and I just, even though we're both working from home, I took Monday and Tuesday off. So like the last, you know, five days are kind of a blur. Cause I've just been staying up to like three or four in the morning and then I just wake up and I don't even look at a clock and just like, do stuff. Today was the first time I had to be aware of time again. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely, it's definitely getting, it's definitely getting stranger and yeah. I'm getting more mentally unstable. And, you know, I noticed I said more mentally unstable. Yes. You're already at danger level. So, True. You know. <laughs> so um, what you could do, what have you been up to, Chris? Um, I've been, well, besides playing the one thing that I think everyone could figure out what I'm playing if they just went to our Discord, uh, I've been, for the most part, just relaxing, um, watching YouTube stuff, learning new stuff. I've been trying to learn new things to do for for my job and all that kind of stuff to pass the time, uh, but, you know, still keeping up with my shows and all that. I got to say, this week's uh, Westworld, for those who are fans, I think Jonathan Nolan did a great job of reminding everyone who co-wrote The Dark Knight this week, because there is an amazing 
so weird and different uh car chasing in this this past week that was i was like oh yeah you you have a really good brother at this kind of stuff so it's not too surprising that you're good too and what is his name uh christopher nolan no no you said his brother right oh jonathan nolan thank you yeah uh but yeah and it was like it was also really good because uh aaron paul got a lot of probably the most opportunity since he's joined the show to showcase his talents. It was nice to see that again, you know, cause he was so good on breaking bad. He is a strangely talented guy. Like when I first saw him in the first episode of breaking bad, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this guy's just going to be a constant annoyance. But I was amazed at how well they developed that character. Yeah. Then later. Pro- probably one of, probably one of my favorite characters on television. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Besides that, so you, so uh, you need to finish uh, Doom Eternal. I know. Just, just scratch what you're playing now and just go back to it. <laughs> I can't do that, John. It's you too must. late for me. The water um, waits you. <laughs> I am planning to get to that. That's probably going to be like the first thing after I get done with this that I go ahead and knock out because you know I don't think it would take more than four or five days to do it. You know, it's Not just I really wanted to do this one and complete it before we covered so i knew that's where my time had to be because it was can take a while um i gotta say the one thing or the couple of things i saw this week that brought me some joy snl did a um a show where everything was filmed at home and it's quite interesting to see what creative people can do you know when yeah i've been curious about it yeah they they had some pretty decent sketches in there for the fact that they were doing it from home and they even had tom hanks show up to host it so that was nice i was like oh god he's safe <sighs> i can breathe again <laughs> i saw him um and then the other thing uh is john krasinski who's trying to be the new tom hanks has that some good news thing he's been posting on youtube have you seen that I've heard I've heard about it, and I've I've heard that it's like um, a blessing that it's shown up. Yes, um, but I haven't watched any of it. It's it's just good-hearted stuff. I mean, you know, it's not really poking fun at anyone. Like the first week, he had Steve Carell on there, and they just because it was the 15th anniversary of The Office, right? Um, so they talked about that and some of their favorite moments from the show that people might not know about. Um, but then like the what was that? i think like the second and third week he did it there was some little girl he had heard about that wanted to go see hamilton and you know then covid happened so he got the original cast to come back and like do this zoom call and did like her favorite song for her and guy tickets for whenever it opens up again so i was just like oh john krasinski apparently a nice guy unlike jim who's kind of a d <laughs> i never thought jim was a d well, he's a d to dwight <laughs> Well, yeah. How can you not be? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No. Every now and then he would turn your, off the what, Dina's. What's your favorite? Nice. What's your favorite Jim prank of all time? Uh, I liked it when he was sending Dwight um, faxes from future Dwight when he was at the other office for that one stretch of I think it's like season three, and he, and like yeah, has him a, slapping coffee out of people's hands. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. My my personal favorite is when he convinced um he got a friend of his to stand in for him. Who oh, was yeah. Asian. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest. That was the ultimate prank. I thought that was hilarious. His uh 
his what's his wife's name? Pam. Pam. Pam comes up and kisses him and everything. Yes. <laughs> it's so it was so good. And plus the jello stapler. The oh yeah. The the pictures of the uh, children in that one <laughs> were one yes. set over the top. I'm like, wow, dedication. <laughs> um what about you? What have you been doing? Uh we've been we've been managing to keep ourselves busy. You know, Clarissa is a very active person. She, she, you know, so we, we do a lot of, I did a lot of yard work over the weekend, you know, just a lot of pro, uh, projects around the house. Cause you know, nice house, but it still needs some work. So we've been yeah. trying to keep busy, but we both collect. I, I'm, I'm so, I, I'm so thankful that I have a wife, that, Your wife that I love and adore who can equally tolerate me because I got to tell you, Chris, I, I can imagine, um, and, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I just, I, I pray that divorce rates don't increase after, <laughs> after the fact. Right. And, and, and I'm, and I'm being a hundred percent serious on that. In fact, I read a depressing story about the alternative consequences to being quarantined like this, you know, domestic abuse will probably go higher and people will come out of this. Um, more and more people will come out of this more mentally um, unstable than than before. People so, are drinking more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Kids yeah. will do that. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if when we were living together, if you told me, me and you are going to be in the same apartment for like two to three months and we can't really leave ever. With, with no cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That was back then, not now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't take any offense to that. I I know I'm not. Um, oh, I, I wasn't always the. It would have gone both ways. I know yeah. I would have. I would have pushed your buttons. So you know, <laughs> Ryan might have been the only one who had been like, "There's a quarantine, huh?" And he just gone back to bed. <laughs> yeah. So like in, uh, yeah, he would have handled it. He, he's probably handling it easy now. He probably doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. He, he'll be like uh, um, those, it's, those people on, uh, what is it, the Big Brother in, I think it was Germany or whatever, right? Like, they were in the middle yeah. of doing Big Brother there. So, you know, the idea of that is that you're quarantined off from the world while you're doing that show. And COVID happens, you know, the outbreak happens. So, when they came out, they had to explain it all to him. That's what I imagine one day he's going to just come out of his bedroom and his mom's going to sit down and be like we should tell you some things so you understand the next time you come out of your bedroom in three months, what's going on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I kid. One sec. I think my, I think, uh -oh. I think they're, yeah, they're barking. Uh Oh, now I got to fill my time because John's dogs are barking. Yeah. So I, I don't, since you, since you don't have any kids, we, um, you might not know this. We heard from the, the county school system, um, on future plans for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, school's over. Yeah. No yeah. Lessons, I think I saw nothing. that. Like, and it's just, it's so, it's so disappointing, but at the same time from a, I guess from a PR perspective, it's, it's understandable because mm -hmm. there's, there's a huge chance that you're dealing with people having to rely on online services and there could be people that just don't have that type of access. And so sure, it's like, it's like leaving, you know, no child left behind, but, um, 
it's just it's just unfortunate that you know yeah because uh, kids have to miss out on well, gosh almost two months worth of curriculum yeah you know adulting so now <laughs> it's like now i've got a kid that's going to be sitting around playing minecraft all day and, and he's senior too right when he's senior no, no no he's a freshman oh okay a freshman i couldn't remember I don't know. I've seen a lot of people that were upset about that as far as if they have seniors. Um, you know, which it does suck. It sucks that they're missing out yeah. on uh, a once in a lifetime moment, I guess you could say, because it's. Have you, have you posted your senior pick? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what I do? Um, I was watching. So there's this thing that they're doing on Instagram on Saturdays where two different DJs are taking like their, their catalog and picking 20 songs to go against each other, right? And letting people yeah. pick what's better. Uh, and this week it was RZA and DJ Premier. So I posted a pic of Method Man and said Method Man class of 88 because I'm not putting nice. up mine. No, no I, I wouldn't either. I just, you know, respect to anyone who wants to do that. I just don't yeah. know. That seems more taunting yeah. than, than anything else. Like, hey, look, I got to have a senior year. Right, you know. <laughs> And look at me, look at me when I was like 30 pounds lighter. It just right. seems a little self-congratulatory and narcissistic. Like, oh yeah. Remember when I had so much more hair? Thanks. That's what I need. A depressive look back to I'm getting old. <laughs> look everybody, just one chin. <laughs> that said, there have been, you know, for anyone who wants to do it, good on you. And like, there are some, been some great gems uh from people i know that i'm just like oh, yeah. that, that's perfect like there's one who's like a 93 guy and he's he's got the tommy hill finger shirt or no no the ducks unlimited shirt with the the pleated khaki pants on i was like now nah, there you go classic oh, 93 the, oh the duck head shirts yeah right duck head on the front duck tail on the back right <laughs> um i think they still sell those probably i'm sure they do and then like you know one uh, was an 80s one, and he had a mullet. So you're just like, oh, stay young. Be honest. Be honest, Chris. Mm -hmm. You had a mullet. You I did didn't. not. I did not. You didn't? I did not. I did not grow my hair out until I went to college. Um, you know, And even then, my hair has never really looked that great when I've grown it out because it's so – It as soon as it, it finds – uh, humidity, it just goes poof. <laughs> so I usually it keep is a it, bushy. Yeah, I keep it sort. It's like it's weird because for years I wanted thinner hair. This is just great banter this week, by the way. <laughs> but um, I wanted I wanted thinner hair, and then of course now I like look at the top of my head. I'm like, not like that. No, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but I've, I've 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 always said this. I look exactly like my father, and I actually put up a picture of him this week because he posted an old picture of him. Um, and that was him. Yeah, that's my dad. That one I changed oh, it to. Uh, I, I I was I kept staring at that picture, going, "Is that Chris? Maybe." <laughs> yeah, we we look exactly alike, <laughs> and like I've seen where his hair has gone through the years, so I've been very aware of what awaited me <laughs> you know i was like when i was a kid i'm like well i'm gonna have a beard know that much <laughs> and then now it's like well, i'm gonna lose it all i tell you whenever you shave i am blown away because i never <laughs> it's very rare i get to see your face i've thought about shaving during this story. just uh hey, you should just to do it it's but sanitary. i'm not going to um 
Clarissa wants to shave her head. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an interesting. Hey, it's fine if she wants to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. It, it would make things simple, right? She could probably pull it off, too. Though I've thought about, like, I wish now that I was like Sean and I bought some hair shears so I could just shave my head, you know, but now, of course, they're like sold out everywhere. And I've I've read enough horror stories of people trying to do it with a beer trimmer that I'm like, nope. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just cut it down short and use a razor. I don't have any scissors really to cut down. All I have are like kitchen scissors. Come on, Lex Luthor. Do it. <laughs> Looking like an evil genius. Trying to look like Aaron. <laughs> um, you got anything else? I've, I've got nothing. No, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, do some topicking then. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is Resident Evil 3. <laughs> it's a remake. <laughs> right? It's a remix. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. So, uh, Chris, I was reminded that uh, when, when you stepped away during the cut, uh, mm. to get a Coke Zero. Um, mm. y- you know my drink of choice. DDP? Is, uh, DDP, Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, I have not had a Diet Dr. Pepper since Friday morning. Wow. And I- it's not like I have a choice. <laughs> Why don't you have a choice? Why don't you just... I mean, there isn't like something close? It's not that. I just, I, you know, I, I just, um, I'm trying to avoid going out as much gotcha. as possible and going out for carbonated beverages. Just, just you know, just, don't get me wrong. Your PBR run was legit and necessary. But, it really was. You know, that's just, that's PBR. It was a great so. 14 hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> kidding. Or I take it they're not, I take it you don't have any more. Um, I bought an R12 pack this weekend. That didn't last very long either. Oh, man. Oh, boy. You're going to come out of here messed up. I feel like 2020 is going to be the year that a lot of uh, people our age are like, you know what? I might be an alcoholic. I might have a problem. (laughs) Man. It's going to happen. It might. So, uh, Chris, do you remember, I know it was a long time ago. Do you remember my game of the year in 2019? In 2019, I believe you said, I'm trying to think of something funny. <laughs> Give me something funny. Welcome to NPR, ladies and gentlemen. I believe you said it oh, I was, I, I can't, I can't think of something. I don't know. Well, it was, you know. I know it was Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 2, though. Resident Evil 2. Um, the game that uh friend of the show, Jeff, I believe gave us six? Five or a six? Maybe it was I think it was six. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we all know, and uh, the audience knows that he was 100% wrong. But, um, you know, so w- when we got the announcement for Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, they're not calling it remake, but... um 
I, I forgot was, about the nemesis part. My bad. No, it's okay. I forgive you. I was just over the moon because I was just so excited to go back to that play style, go back to that world, go back to that series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can happily report that Resident Evil Three is very good. Oh, very good. Did you um, um, I, did you play the original? No, I didn't. But I, I'm I'm sort of a <laughs> It sounds so stupid. I'm I'm sort of a student of the Resident Evil franchise, so I know a lot about it. I'm sort of um, a student. Mm. You know, I'm sort of a student. I'm an intellectual. And, uh, I study. Mm. <laughs> so I know I know a lot of the ways in which it's in which it's a it's a different game. Um, you know, but um, you know, we'll definitely get to that. But the game, you know, it takes place um, in the heart of Raccoon City. Uh, where you where you get a little bit more exposed to the city as a whole, mm-hmm. even though like like all Resident Evil games, it's very sectioned off. Yeah, yeah. obviously it's not a true open world, but it, the, the 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 city definitely definitely comes to life. Um, and so the the as far as timeline goes, as far as as far as the time frame goes, the game is is set during the events of Resident Evil Two. Yeah, isn't there like a part of the game that actually takes place in the police station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know we'll we'll definitely get to that, and those parts are very eerie, effectively mm-hmm. eerie, and I mean that in a good way. Um, so it, it takes place; it begins before the events of Resident Evil Two, um, and goes through some gaps, and then ends after the events of Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very interesting way that the that the timeline works. Um, and the game stars Jill Valentine, who was um, one of the main protagonists, if not the main protagonist from the the original game. She was. Um, and it, it also has uh, another prominent character named Carlos Oliveira. And both of those characters are are playable in the game. But primarily, this is Jill's story. She gets a... a m- more than 75% of the playtime. Is is it similar to cuz I actually never played Resident Evil 3. Um, it's kind of it, uh, along with Resident Evil 5, it's kind of a black sheep of the series. I mean, it's well liked by fans, but it never got the attention that 1 and 2 and subsequent subsequently 4 got as far as you know, being put on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit of a I wouldn't say it's a black sheep, but it's definitely when people are talking about their favorites of all time, it, it, it's never one I hear mentioned, right? You know, whereas yeah, and, four and, and, and two and especially seem to always get the love. Yeah, but and, 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 and which is ironic because Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, the original PlayStation disc, has become more of the collector's item, even more so when they remade all three games for the GameCube, um, Resident Evil three on the GameCube is also one that's the most hard, hardest to find. So I, I think there's a, I think there's a cult following around it because of how, of, of the interesting mechanic of the nemesis system, um, that's in the mm-hmm. game because in the original game, almost like Mr. X from Resident Evil two, he's a constant stalking presence in that game in Resident Evil three. Um, I can't say that in Resident Evil 3 Remake, he is a stalking presence 
much like Mr. X was in the Resident Evil 2 remake mm-hmm. for maybe the first third of the game. And then he sort of relegated to um, cutscenes, boss fights, and and things like that, where he appears um, um, more strategically and scripted. Ah. So that so uh, you know at, w- when he'd show up in the original game, I think you'd have this. He'd show up and you'd have this choice of jump out the window or do this, and those choices when he shows up have a different have a different play out depending on which choice you make in the, in the resident evil three original game. So mm. I'm trying to think. So you're saying this is more scripted, right? So yeah, for sure. you mean in the sense it's not like how those sections with Mr. X were in two where, I mean, yeah, there are scripted scenes with him. Right. But there are also those elements where he's just continuously roaming and it's like, hey, you have these objectives you need to get done. So figure out a strategy to solve what the problem is of Mr. X, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and and you played Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, the, the one of the main stars was Mr. X. I mean, it was so cool when you were mm-hmm. in a certain part of the house, but you can hear him yeah, stomping so somewhere that, two rooms away, doom. looking for you. Yeah, yeah. It was a constant overbearing nervousness that he that he you were he was a constant weight particularly in the police station you were literally especially like when you were trying to solve the part in the library there um yes with the crank yes you were you were literally (laughs) move it three inches run away move it three inches you were like coming up with routes to take like you're like okay what is the proper amount uh, uh route to give me the amount of time that i can make a significant push on this Without screwing up, right? By the way, yeah, um, sure. Jeff just messaged me, right? He was like, what's the topic this week? And I said, Resident Evil 3. And he said, six. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. In fact, but, you know, I would I would love to know what he thinks of it. I wonder if he's been playing it. Um, Holden, I, he, you know, he said he the, hasn't, but Holden tore through it already, he said, his son. Cool. He wow. tore through Doom also. No kidding. That kid. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I mean, what else is he, he is doing something. right now? <laughs> no, no, I just, I mean, just the skill yeah, yeah. that that kid has is, is, is pretty impressive. Anyway, um, so I've, I've played through the game once. Um, and the good news is, just like Resident Evil 2, at least me personally, I can say I am itching to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll just go ahead and get one of the one of the chief complaints out of the way. Um, there are many people who have come forward and said, I've finished this game in four to five hours Yeah, along and tacking that on with the comment of this could have been a DLC for resident evil too. Yeah. It's the same engine, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, can I, you know, it, that's not necessarily in my notes, but let me just say the RE engine is one of the best engines I've ever seen. And it's mm. probably, it, it's probably not as, amazing as it you know as i think it is it is just it's designed to do what a survival horror game needs to do showing there's there's nothing more ominous than the than than the look and feel of a dirty hallway in this engine or a wet concrete slab the way the the way the light 
hits the hits a wet concrete slab or you know the, the look of fire in this engine um this game continues to be even more beautiful than than Resident Evil 2 um the characters their their facial animations are so lively and realistic i just got to give props to the RE engine i just love it it's one of my favorite <laughs> i like I have a, as if i have top 5 favorite engines it's just it's a great engine. I love I, this. Uh, you know, I gotta say, I like a solid, wet concrete slab. So it's promising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. I know. I know that sounds crazy, but when it comes to survival horror and environments and making everything feel, yeah, just tone is important you know, when it comes to yeah. horror. Yeah, and you know the first the first introduction to that engine, I think, was Resident Evil Seven. Correct. And, I believe you know, you're right. All these games, all these games have looked amazing, but. Um, you know, the, the complaint about, I would say, the, the observation of it, the game being short and DLC, you know, that that's perfectly fair. You know, I, I completely yeah. understand that point of view, um, but I, I don't share that point of view. It's uh, the game, the first playthrough for me, and, and I, know, I don't assume that this is average, but my first playthrough wrapped up at about eight hours. And I think that's I think that's a good I think that's a good sweet spot. I I don't know that I would even be disappointed with five or six because the game allows you a certain level of replayability. And there's a there's so many difficulties in this game that you struggle through with with the with the with the ammo management, the resource management, where where you're barely getting by at the skin of your teeth during certain parts where you left that particular weapon in your storage case mm-hmm. back in the save room and you you know just different ways of approaching it that you that the game at least for me makes me want to come back to it um with the knowledge and skill and experience that i've got and do a better job at playing the game for um for context here it basically says uh, on how long to beat and this is the 2020 version and saying average complete time for just the main story is six hours main plus the extra stuff is seven hours. And then if you're a completionist, it's, it's 18 hours. So, I mean, that really? seems, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. The, the completionist stuff, you know, right. I would, I would imagine that the completionist stuff doesn't necessarily reside in I guess, playing through one campaign. Correct. I would imagine you're, yeah. it's doing what you have to, to get all the trophies, right? Yeah, and and this one works um, a little different in regards to getting people to do multiple playthroughs. This one sort of has a, a, a you know you know the first one had like going back and finishing um, the game in a certain amount of time granted you new perks. Yeah, like, like there was the, one where I, th- I think if you finish the game, it wasn't able to. If you f- if you managed to finish it under five hours, I think it was five hours you'd get a weapon that w- that had unlimited ammo which yay no i think yeah. you know do you know having that type of reward and playing through that game i guess that would be good if you're doing a speed run right? yeah probably yeah that would make it so this one this one has more of an internal trophy system mm-hmm. um that grants you um points that you can spend once you complete your first playthrough Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these, and these could be, um, perform 50 headshots with the pistol. Um, one of the, one of the trophies I'll quote unquote achievements, if you will, is, um, there's two of them that, uh, nope. that 
you broke up there. I don't know if you just let go of the button. So no, my, my wife was coming in. I wanted to your wife. Of, yeah, turn off my mic a little bit. Gotcha. But um, so one of the trophies is um, go ahead. Uh-huh. That's what's called, and it's like uh, do twenty kills with the mag. I <laughs> like that and, one. And then there's a follow up to that. Make my, my day, day. <laughs> which is I think forty kills. You know, I, yeah, I could be getting the numbers wrong, but I, the, the trophy list is kind of interesting, and it grants you. There's different, you know, and doing certain achievements grants you certain number of points to spend in mm. the store. No, no, um, no microtransactions. You can't just Yay. go in and, and pay for. It. You have to earn that, earn it in game. There are coins that you can purchase that, if you carry them in your inventory, make you more um, resistant to damage. Um, there are coins that you can carry that make you more powerful with your attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different um, skins you can purchase for Jill. Well, maybe just I think it's just one, and I think it's the classic uniform from the original Resident Evil game with the with the uh, military with the cap. And then there's, you know, different ammo that I think there's ammo in there that grants you unlimited ammo. So there's different perks you can unlock. And there's a whole list of perks that are designed to keep you going back for more and more. And mm-hmm. for now, at least, I can say it's got me in trees. I'm looking forward to going back, getting more items, doing more things. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, and I think that's where they were going with with making it worth your worth the $60 price tag that and tacking on the um, multiplayer component, which I have not played. I have not heard good things about it. I'll just be oh, resistance, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, and you know, there's definitely skepticism when it comes to making that something that's replayable and having people come back to, unless they, mm-hmm. unless they put the time into it to make it a little bit more user friendly. I was watching some footage um, from Angry Joe, and it just was, ah. you know, you know, yeah, it, it, I, it just did not look good. I mean, I think even though IGN gave the game overall nine, and they gave the single player nine, like I don't think they were very favorable on resistance. I, yeah, I can't. six. They gave it a six. Ah, okay, yeah. So maybe that explains some of the lower scores, right? I guess. Like, yeah, for sure. Just like how I, much I they so. wait. That, that. Yeah, that and the complaint of um, how long it is. Yeah. You know, you know, which I can understand. Um, one of the things about this game um, is it's and the original game, it was sort of a stopgap between um, Resident Evil going to its action yeah. oriented roots where Resident Evil 4 went full on action. Um, this one has has a lot of that. Um, your your ammo availability, particularly in normal mode. Mm-hmm. You're really, you're rarely going to find a, a situation where you don't have some ammo of some capacity to deal with your enemies. Oh, you wow. really, yeah, you're really not going to have much problem holding on to your ammo. Now, as you up the difficulty, that becomes more of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just normal basic mode, you're not really going to have much problems as long as you're careful. You're you're getting you're getting weapon ammo in in reasonable um, reasonable supply. Okay. Plus there's plus there's um, maneuver more maneuverability with Jill and uh, Carlos as opposed to Claire and Leon, um, because because the nemesis enemy is uh, 
um, part of a few boss fights and stalking you. And he's and he and he's more deadly, and he's he seems to be more he's much quicker. Mm-hmm. You have these dodge. You have a dodge mechanic that actually, if you time it right, you can dodge, particularly during a boss fight, and it goes into a slow motion brief slow motion um, situation. So you're saying it's um, fundamental to know the five <laughs> tips of dodgeball? Duck, dive, was it? Dip. Oh, I thought duck. you were making fun of me with fundamental. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you can dodge yeah, a wrench, sure. John. You can dodge Mr. Nemesis. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is definitely leaning more towards – you know, don't get me wrong. There's still there's still resource management, and you know, and you can find yourself having to discard things. Yeah. One of the other things about the previous game where you'd find um, cable cutters or chain cutters, mm-hmm. and in the in Resident Evil Two, those those chain cutters, you know, you could use them two or three times before they wore out, and you had mm-hmm. to just discard them, and you'd have to wait to find another tool of the same type. This one is a little bit more generous when it comes to keys, lock picks and things. It's never going to those types of tools are not going to wear out until the game is basically telling you that you have no more use for the tool. Gotcha. Um so I got to the point where I kept the lock pick um the entire game until almost to the end where to where in the inventory there was a trash can icon going and it was basically telling me it's not worn out. You fundamentally have unlocked everything. You don't need it anymore. And I said fundamentally, I, I felt, don't know why. I feel like that was in Resident Evil two as well. I feel like they put that in there to be like, oh hey, you don't need this anymore because it's unlocked like, you know, things you need. That's that's true to a point, like for t- particularly with the keys in the in the yeah, police station. Yeah. But uh like the bolt cutter, those mm. things would wear out. That's right. Um, you are right after that. after yeah. two or three times, and then you just find another one at some point in the game. So there was more care you had to consider for resource management True. in that game, but it's still but it's still present here. And as you ramp the difficulty up, it's it, you know it still becomes um, more difficult. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, you know, there's the traditional zombies in this game that, but I found almost no repeat except for one, no repeat on enemy types other than the basic zombies. Mm. They completely had different, all new enemy types, which is, you know, you can be very lazy when it comes to enemy types. There's this new, there's this new zombie that looks like it has sort of a face hugger on its face, like completely (laughs) engulfing its face and it would whip its uh, tentacle at you um and you'd have to wait for it to for its eye to open for you to do real damage to it um there's a sewer um section of the game which was you know more prevalent in resident evil 2 with completely different types of intimidating monsters um the uh the only the only enemy that makes a return is due to the um police headquarters with that blind i think they call them lickers um those ones that are that crawl up and down the walls that they can't see you but they go by by noise um so that makes a return um to the series but everything else is pretty much brand new enemy types that you've never seen before um so um so there's that i guess um 
level design here is is sort of one of the stars of the game. Everything everything is so interlocking and well done. Backtracking is never really something that is much of a chore. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in a situation where you should go back to a save room or go back to um, get a certain item that you left behind, the world is so well designed that you're never traveling very far. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So, you know, that that's good in a situation where there's no fast travel, <laughs> which you would never, which you would never need. Um, and we know how so, you feel about fast travel. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so that's never, that's never a chore. Um, so, and one of the things about the world is the world feels very alive um, and it's very interconnected with um, characters you, in, you interact with mm-hmm. in Resident Evil 2. They make appearances in this game too. Um, and they're just, it's like you see somebody's story. It's almost like some characters' stories begin in Resident Evil 3 mm-hmm. that you that you, that conclude in Resident Evil 2 and what happens to them. You see kind of the gotcha. origins of what of, of what brought them to that particular case. Um, and, you know, just like the first game um, and by first Resident Evil 2, the journals the uh, the journals and things like that that you find really give <clears throat> sort of a a pulse to the to the people in this world you know it's it's full of zombies it's virtually empty but it makes the world have its own character and you see you know and even there's even some cool um easter eggs like there's the original you'll find in the game the original um box art for Mega Man 2 that that yeah. that less character version of it um, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about yes. there's a toy store that you go into and there's a statue of him <laughs> in that form just a lot of cool things like that so you know this game is you know is every bit you know as welcome as Resident Evil 2 was um you know but it you know it, it's certainly understandable that it doesn't have the same flair but you know, as long as you recognize it as its own thing, and and it's literally trying to do its own thing, um, I found the the nemesis character to be constantly a fear of the next time he shows up because the boss fights can be very kinetic and very brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I thought this was. I I, I almost think that if it, if this was sort of the same approach to resident evil 2 i might have been you know not as happy with it um but i'm very happy with this one um i think it's a great game if you if you were even if if resident evil 2 was in your top five or you were a big fan of the remake and thought they did a great job Mm -hmm. i think you'll be happy with this one too um and I, i don't think you'll be disappointed because they tried to do um some different things so I'm I'm 100% happy that this game exists. I think people, if they're a fan of the Resident Evil franchise or survival horror, this is not a waste of money. Uh, but if you have a hesitancy to getting it, please consider getting it when it's $29 at some point. Hmm. So I guess I guess that's really all I have to say about it, other than it good, mm-hmm. real good. Uh, John, it sounds like you liked it a lot. Yeah, I would say so. Did you realize that it would be six years between Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 4? 
I just realized that because I looked it up on Wikipedia. I was like, wow. The original games? Yeah, because uh, they apparently scrapped it. I was just reading up on it, and they apparently scrapped, like, a couple versions of it for PS2 or whatever. Yeah, and plus, they were doing a lot of, you know, Code Veronica and spin-off stuff. Yeah, they had, like, um, those. Before they jumped into it. uh, Resident Evil Zero was on there during that time period, things like that. But, you know, I was just like, wow, dang. Yeah, and look, Capcom is, you know, the remakes for Resident Evil are not new. You know, they, how many times, honestly, has Resident Evil, the original game, been remastered? It was, re, it was redone on GameCube, and then that version was remastered this generation. Yeah. Um, for PS4, Xbox One, and, and PC. So they, Capcom is, is remake crazy. They've always been that way. Sure. They just, they just really, they really knocked it out of the park with, with this new version, this new vision, if you will, of these games. So, yeah, I, I agree. So, um, John, if you were to give this game a Richard, would it be a six or six point five? <laughs> Double it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this one obviously did. It's it, it, it's it's not it's not as good uh-huh. as Resident Evil Two was. So that you're one just it's not left. A 10. Uh, say what? So you're saying it's not a ten? Is and no, it's not a ten. But that's you know that's not to knock it. It is a. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a very impressive game. Um, if I were to give it a Richard, I would probably score it um, as a solid eight point nine. Mm. I'm really happy with it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's every bit as compelling um, as any as any Resident Evil game out there. And I don't. I totally recommend it to the fan base. Sweet. Yeah, I might. Uh, and I played it on PC. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that. I was like, John's playing this on PC. Ooh. Using keyboard controls. <laughs> um, nice. I may eventually get it, uh, but uh, I'm kind of like in that vein of like, I have another thing I'm playing right now, and I feel like if I wait, I know that game will be on sale. You know. True. I'm also curious. I, I, my gut tells me that you might actually like this one better More. for its faster pace that is true but yeah yeah maybe i'll pick so it if up it goes like on sale it's... for 19.99 i would definitely yeah. pick it up at some point it'll probably be that kind of thing for me like when uh just one you know summer or winter when there's a steam sale just go oh resident evil 3 remake is only you know yeah 19 dollars. okay i've got nothing else going on let's do that for sure yeah uh well good good i'm glad you enjoyed it um, I'm sad Sean couldn't hear how enjoyed you were about it. Me too. Yeah. And yeah. I can't wait to hear what Jeff thinks about it. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know if he's planning to play it, but if, if he does, I will make sure you are the first person to know. Cause I will, I will tell him, do not actually tell John what you think. Tell me so I can twist your words into something that they are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know you're good at that no right. we gotta have him on the show and we can call it the jeff cut the jeff cut yeah <laughs> what is this another resident evil remix <laughs> release the jeff cut <laughs> the jeff cut <laughs> uh john you want to do some news of course okay i, I guess i get to read it today yay have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite video games? Like, how were they made, and why were they designed a certain way? All of us as a team just start talking about video games. And so, what can we do to fix The Life and Times of Video Games has the answers to all of this and more. 
packaged in half-hour audio documentaries that take you back to the past and loop you into the present. My name is Richard Moss. I'm a games historian and a journalist, and I hope you'll join me on my voyages through video game history. Find out more at lifeandtimes.games. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! I feel like we did that well. Of course we did. We don't need him. We got the. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, should, I should pull up the news. Does that <laughs> mean second. I should go? Does that mean I should go first? <laughs> yeah, man, go for it. Uh, the new world has to wait, John, because Amazon has announced that it will be delaying its upcoming MMO, New World, to August 25th of 2020. The news comes as a, a result of COVID-19. The closed beta has also been delayed to July, which was pushed back from the original April date. According to the developer, quote, developing an ambitious MMO like New World remotely has introduced some challenges uh, in regards to working from home. This is why the decision to delay was made in order to, quote, reach our quality bar as we work remotely for the foreseeable future. New World is set where players take on the role of colonists exploring a new land terrorized by supernatural monsters. That sounds very much like our history. Uh, players will scavenge for resources and build settlements that have to be defended. Is that kind of like Rust in, the, in, in that, at least that part? Um, where you kind of have to group together and, and defend it could be it could be or like arc um there's there's a number of them um yeah. but i guess maybe it's trying to be something that brings that into the mmo format so yeah game looks intriguing to me yeah. I, it, it's funny that um you know games are supposed to be this escape and something yeah. to take our mind off you know ways to relax and escape from the world and um you know it's like every every week in the news yeah we mentioned covid-19 like three on average i think three times yeah it's just i never considered when this thing went down that it would it you know just it would penetrate every single aspect of our lives it's um even even the things that are designed to make us yeah escape uh, but uh, with that being said game looks great I, I i'm i'm curious to see how well it's received yeah um it's like I said, I think last week, I think it's just going to be a continuously growing reality, you know, especially when you consider most developers are either going to be in San Francisco or Washington state. Um, with that being the case, even like Bethesda out in Maryland, um, I think you're, you have to be in this realistic thing of as long as those, uh, companies are under lockdown, the reality of them putting something out on time uh, is is going to be less and less likely. And as we've seen with like something like Last of Us, as long as there's a possibility that people are going to have a hard time buying physical disc, Sony might not care if it is done, you know, or someone else might not care. They might go, we're going to hold off because we want to maximize our profits. So... Uh, it sucks, but you know the movies and everywhere else. It's felt like that has already oh yeah gotten used to that, and like, now we're finally getting the reality of like no, we're not immune to this either. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I feel like I feel like Regal 
and AMC could potentially be toast. Yeah. Like the theater experience could be a thing. Elmo draft draft house is just going to rise from the ashes and be like, we own America. I will say though, the plus side is, you know, there are, there are more discounts and free games out there than I've seen in a long time. Very true. Um, things that are things that would not be discounted at this point mm-hmm. of their of their release cycle is is you know i think um I, I, there's so many free games right now it's it's crazy yeah i think they just i i, I think this missed missed the news cycle but i think the nathan drake trilogy is now free on playstation 4 there was something that was time, so like that in journey right yeah journey too yeah um assassin's creed 2 which you know that's an old game, but but still a good game is free, uh, uh, and free it's free on PC because it's yeah. free through the Epic Store. So even though it might be an old game, John, that means there could be mods out there for it that make it not so old. Ooh, I should get a PC, <laughs> John. Let me let you in a little secret. You're on one right now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So the um, good thing is the good thing is on PC um I'm always playing the remastered version. Huh? Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't give yourself your own pivot. Sorry. Speaking of remastered, Saints Row 3 is being remastered for PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. It will be released on May 22nd and be titled Saints Row the Third Remastered. Side-by-side comparisons of the original versus the remaster show a notable improvement with more detail, better lighting effects, and more shading. Since Saints Row 3 is arguably the most popular and beloved in the series, Saints Row was considered by many to be an over-the-top spoof of Grand Theft Auto. The remaster is being developed by uh, Spirisoft, under the supervision of the original team at Volition. And I'm pretty sure you played Saints Row 3. Yeah, I mean, any game that has a gun that shoots sharks out that then come up through concrete and swallow your enemies is on my list of must-play items in life. But like, Plus, uh, there was one weapon you told me about that was... um, (laughs) It was a melee weapon. The Hulk hands? Huh? The Hulk hands? I don't know. It's been so long. No, it was a, I think it was a. It was a Delta. Oh yes, yes. There, there was. Yes. Yeah. There was a giant Richard so... Richard sword that you could swing quite around, and it was quite hilarious. I mean, like that game from like if you didn't know what you're getting into when, uh, when you bought the game, as soon as the first mission came up, and you're like dropping out of this helicopter, like above this penthouse right and kanye west power starts blasting and you just start annihilating everyone in front of you you know and it's very over the top and actiony uh and there's consistently all these quips uh you you quickly realize it's like okay this is not aiming to be like what gta 4 would end up being in uh gta 5 where you know the seriousness of crime in america while also poking fun of it from time to time it's like no no they're just trying to let you have fun and and do not care about reality or anything else. Is this a remaster you're interested in? Um, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, I'd have to see how much it is, but it might be one of those things where if I see it on sale again on Steam at some point, I just go, yes, because I, I played a good chunk of that game. So, you know, it's not something I'm like, I, I have to have that in my life, but it I would not be upset if I found it one day, like for fourteen bucks, and said, "Well, let's try it out." 
Well, uh, Saints Row is definitely a twist on Grand Theft Auto. All right, for sure, John. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Speaking of twists, (laughs) Ghost of Tsushima, which has not been delayed, knock on wood, is foregoing the use of waypoints in favor of having players navigate the world using landmarks and other physical features. Official PlayStation Magazine UK, I can't believe that still exists, uh, has a new preview for the game, including new details about travel and how NPCs work in the game. Traversing the world will look to rely on muscle memory. In other words, the game seems to not tell you where the next mission or side mission will be. The main protagonist will be either... Uh, samurai or ninja skills he has learned to take on certain threats the player's combat choice can even impact interaction with other characters in the game uh, shimura saki's uncle in a samurai does not approve of the ninja skills that the player may adopt which could negatively impact the relationship depending on how heavily you rely on the skills another character is an expert archer and an ally to saki uh, if she disagrees with too many of your actions, she could turn on you. This indicates many branching paths that the story could portray, making repeat playthroughs uh, to be an exciting possibility. I, I'm always, I guess, um, worried and also interested whenever I hear this kind of thing, right? Because... It's not necessarily like, you know, for instance, with Half-Life Alex that I talked about last week, that the, that game doesn't ever have a waypoint, right? And um, even with Final Fantasy VII, by default, unless like you're turning on the mini-map, you don't really have a waypoint necessarily where you're going, right? It's more than, can the developer give you enough visual clues to kind of give you an idea of where you need to go? Because if it's not yeah. done well, then you just get people get irritated. Like, I've been running around for 20 minutes. I don't know what to do. Right. And that tells me that it's not going to be, and I don't know that it ever claimed it would be. I don't think it did. It's definitely not an open world. And there's a lot of games that, yeah. you know, I would say Darksiders 3. I mean, there were no waypoints. There were no, I mean, there were certain fast travel locations. But a big part of that game, you had to sort of memorize where you were. There was not, there was no map that you could rely on. You just had to know your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, to me, and and to some degree, um, you had to rely on your own um, skills in Breath of the Wild to kind of know where you were True. going. There was there was a little bit more guidance to it. There was there was a there was a good bit of it, but. Um, is there is there a game that you can think of that does this particularly well? Um, where it's an open world, or where just any just any game where it where you, it basically relies on you to find the quests and go about the mission as required. All games prior to two thousand five. First off, funny, um, <laughs> right? People forget. Um, oh yeah, the I mean, original Legend of Zelda told you nothing. Yeah. Um, recently, like I said, Half-Life Alex was probably the last one I played that comes to mind. But I mean, as you're to your point, yeah, like Breath of the Wild did it. But at the same time, Breath of the Wild was interesting because the majority of the time you're not really being handed specific um, story based missions. Right. 
you're more yeah. so just stumbling upon areas and being like, hey, what do you need? And then you go out and you're battling things and you get the things they need. And as you just naturally play and you bring it back to them or like you're just naturally coming up on a new area just by saying, I haven't been to that part of the map. Um, it, it is also interesting if this is an open world because... Uh, what you call it? The developer, I cannot remember their name right now. Sucker Punch. Yes, thank you. All they've made is open world games, right? So that that yeah, would be suppose, interesting. Yeah, I guess they're yeah they're they're open world. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know it's it's so funny my my evolution with this game, my relationship with this game. When I first heard this game, it was it was in that church log cabin setting of that playstation presentation which completely turned me off um and the more i've learned about this game the more i am really excited about it i'm really looking forward to it the more i learn about it particularly this news today made this made my desire to play this even stronger the idea of leaning on a certain skill set alienating people that you encounter in the game because of a sheer lack of disrespect they have for that discipline. That's just cool to me. I just now, think it's a neat approach. I, now I, that, I know the mechanic. I know the mechanic is not new. Yeah, I would say that's a, the part that I could approach. name a lot of things because I mean, a lot of Bethesda games are like that, right? <laughs> it's like oh, for sure. Uh, pick yeah. put, pick who you want to piss off and go with it. Right off, but, no. <laughs> but um. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about it until Last of Us 2 got delayed here, right? Sucker Punch, I'm pretty sure until then, would have been the first PS4 exclusive. It's either that. When did Killzone come out? Did Killzone come out launch? I thought that was Gorilla. Yeah, Killzone was Kill Killzone came out as a launch. Title. Okay, I was about to say like they were because you know Infamous Second Punch Son came out a few months after the release of PlayStation yeah, Four. Like Second, uh, Infamous Second Son was like March of 2014. Yeah, and then like, like now that. you're going like they haven't put a game out since then. It's you know going to be June 2020 where you finally get the final products, which tells you just that how much they've developed this from the uh, ground up right and didn't build off their uh, their infamous tricks um, yeah for sure i mean it, it, even it's funny naughty dog is notorious but for taking their time but even they've released yeah technically technically four titles if you count the, the spinoff of uncharted 4 and the remaster of last of us yeah that's just kind of that's funny. I mean, it's got to be great to be an incubation studio for PlayStation. Take for sure. your time, get it, get it right, make a good experience. And then they close the studio because they don't want no more ERS or ESRB ratings. Well, speaking of ESRB, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> there's a new rating. Uh, the ESRB has taken one step closer to self-regulation regarding the issue of loot boxes going mm-hmm. forward. Um, if a game includes, quote, loot boxes, there will be a section at the bottom of the rating that states, quote, in-game purchases, parentheses, includes random items, end quote. According to the ESRB, uh, quote, this new interactive element in-game purchase will be assigned to any game that contains in-game offers to purchase digital goods or premiums with real-world currency or with virtual coins or other forms of in-game currency that can be purchased with real-world currency. Mm. for which the player doesn't know prior to purchase the specific digital goods 
or premiums they will be receiving. Since adding the in-game purchases note, uh, sorry, since adding the in-game purchases notice to rating, ratings assigned to physical games, many game consumers and enthusiasts, not necessarily parents, have reached out to us asking the ESRB to include additional information to identify games that include randomized purchases. The in-game purchases interactive element was developed in response to those requests. Uh, when asked why they didn't use the word loot box, um, it was revealed that only about a third of all parents even recognized what that term means. So I think this is, um, I mean, I think you were talking about this months ago mm-hmm. that, that the industry, you know, g- going back as far as the ESR, the, the origins of the ESRB rating system back in the Mortal Kombat days, they, they realized that, and you made this point, they realized that self-regulation was the key to keeping government from coming in and doing it for you. Yeah. So I think doing this is very smart. Um, I totally understand why loot box is not part of the verbiage um, because, you know, nobody's going to know what that means. So I think this is a good step forward. Um, I don't know that this necessarily um, appeases the um, vocal minority if that's even, if it's even a minority at this point, Um, but time will have to tell if this, if this really sort of is the action that makes the issue sort of die and go away. I would, I would imagine it would do a good job of keeping something from the national level, at least in the U S from happening. Um, But yeah, as you said, I could still see, you know, I think of States like they're more regulatory, like Maryland, um, California, Massachusetts, where we'll have to wait and see how they react because they could very well go like, well, if you're still got it on there, you know, how many people are actually going to read that is going to be the argument, I guess. But still, yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah, like as a, yeah, I, I still believe in it. Like if, if you want to stop government from coming in to do something, it, it's better to at least offer something, even if it doesn't work you can say you tried and they will give you another shot usually. Right. Like we've seen it with major league baseball. We're seeing it now with college sports uh, and things like that. If uh, even going back into the late eighties, early nineties with the birth of R rated film, you know, um, if you regulate your stuff, then usually they back off because they, they, they realize just how much it's easier for the industry to do that than them have to invent something to do it. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's an, in essence, it's a get out of jail free card and it yeah. makes these companies, it makes these companies PR functionality easier to manage. You know, if somebody comes forward with a big story about, you know, the, you know, it, it makes it harder for class action lawsuits to exist. Correct. And you know, the, the PR, the PR firm or the PR person comes out and says, no, you see in our reading system, we put it clearly here. It is in writing. We do not hide it from our from our consumers. Now, granted, there's always that person, even when that M rating is on the box, a parent goes into a GameStop and purchases the game for their kid. Yeah. You know, that's always going to exist, but because that is there, it protects the company from liability. And that's what this does. I think it's smart. You know why I think smart, John? Tell me. Quality DLC. You know it consistently makes it? Tell me. <laughs> CD Project Red. Uh, during a recent investors call, 
CD Projekt Red revealed details on upcoming DLC for the highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077. The company revealed that players can, quote, expect expansion sizes no less than Witcher 3. Uh, for reference, the two DLCs for for Witcher 3 ran a total of 40 hours, give or take. Uh, CD Projekt Red could announce the planned DLC a couple of weeks before the title's release. Uh, while the company is currently working from home, they have assured us that the game is merely in the polishing stages and we will be sure to get the game on time. Yeah, I don't know how bad Poland's also getting hit by COVID. I mean, well, I guess Europe in general is, so, hmm. Yeah, you I know, guess I, I haven't really focused on that one because we're so yeah. distracted by England, South Korea, Germany, things like that. Italy. <laughs> it, it's like I said, I the U.S. Keep, it, they are in an interesting spot, right? Because I'm not sure who's actually publishing the game for them this time, if they're doing it themselves or if, like, you know, they're going to have 2K, you know, put it out or something. Activision, I don't know who, right? Um, who published uh, Witcher 3? That's a good question. But, uh, you should know. You know, you played it. Yeah, you know, I didn't look at the publisher's name, I just looked at. <laughs> CD Project Red, and then there was a beautiful picture of uh, Geralt and his wavy hair as he was on his knees thinking about life. Gorgeous. Just yeah. gorgeous. Let's see. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt was... Oh, they did publish it themselves. So I guess that's interesting because, you know, we were talking about last week and even earlier here, right? Like the primary reason likely that Last of Us 2 is delayed is because of Sony's like, hey, we need that money. Um, yeah. And and yeah. like you in, you wonder here, like CD Projekt Red, where they're like, this is our one game that we're putting out uh, for five years, right? As, unless it's just a remake or whatever or a remaster or something um was how were they going to feel like in september if things are kind of starting to go back to normal but people are still a little bit timid and maybe you know your ability to mass produce in physical copy form might be limited and things like that would they be able to take a hit and say hey let's just wait till the beginning of 2021 or would they still release this when it's supposed to? That'll be an interesting scenario. I, I you know, I say I, I take them at their word for now. I think, yeah. I think if it's almost done, it's almost done. I wonder yeah. how it's going to look on PC. That might be the other thing too. <laughs> I wonder if it, if with them, they're also thinking there are so many people that by themselves are they're going to buy this on PC, right? Sure. Um, because I would I would imagine that's where until witcher 3 showed up maybe like over time now it's probably changed but until witcher 3 showed up i, I would be willing to venture the majority of uh sales for the series have been on pc so i think it i think that those the, the other two games only came to xbox on a console am i wrong about that um which one and two yeah which one and two originally launched on pc no, I, I know that, but uh, oh. I think they only made their way to consoles by way of Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. I don't think they came to PlayStation. I could be wrong. You, um, I don't know. I would have to go back and look. It's been so long. I mean, but still, I, I, I can't wait to play this. I'm no one's getting back to the actual DLC. No one is surprised to hear this, right? I'm not surprised. It's not uh, surprising. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. It's a fundamental truth that they just love big expansions. 
right? Yes. They're like two big things, big Richards and big expansions, and they're good at gang both. <laughs> yeah. And me. <laughs> um, you know, John? Yeah. You have a PC. I do. If Pretty good. Could, if there was one final game that could complete your fantasy, what would it be on PC? Well, speaking of that, <laughs> I do wish I could play Final Fantasy VII on PC. And maybe one day that'll be possible. Oh. In fact, in fact, a video released by Square Enix to commemorate the launch of Final Fantasy VII Remake has hinted towards a PC version. And according to IGN, quote, the thank you for waiting clip features Final Fantasy VII Remake director Yoshinori Katasi providing players with an overview of the game. Most interesting, though, is the text that appears below the gameplay shown, which reads, quote, gameplay captured on PC. The exclusivity deal for the game lasts until April 2021, but the video does confirm that the game does exist in PC in some form. It remains to be seen whether that is just a development build. Now, Chris, I got to tell you, I don't know. I guess other there's other Final Fantasy games on PC. Pretty much all of them are. Yeah, but this... um. I think, to com- correct me if I'm wrong, but every game is developed on PCs. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, have, to, you it, have to develop them on PCs. Yeah, you have to take whenever you see that kind of stuff with a little bit of grain of salt, just because some teams, that's specifically where they develop. Um, and it's just easier to pull from there than it is to, you know, transfer code uh, to the final PS4 build and then capture that, right? And because you know right. it. it you know, if you've got a top of the line, uh, you know, we're talking business quality PC, you're not going to have any issues <laughs> when you For capture sure. that footage. Um, that mm-hmm. said, I mean, when you hear, anytime you hear the words exclusivity deal, right? I think, I I, I believe, I would say this, I think on... Um, I would go May 2021. This game will come to Xbox One. I'm going to uh, Xbox One X or whatever S. I'm, I'm not going to say it's going to be released as a Xbox Series X unless it's coming to PS5 as a PS5 game too. Uh, but definitely, you know, that and PC. I, I can't see this game running on um on the switch at this point, unless they really, really roll some stuff back. But I, I think those are foregone conclusions. You know, you think they're rolling out the follow up to this game anytime soon? Like uh, what? A, I don't remember if they said it was three parts or two, but uh, the, do you think those I don't are... think they've actually said how many parts they were going to do yet. Right. Um, what does your I heart believe... tell you? My heart tells me that right now playing this, do you remember how with Metal Gear Solid 5 we had um, an Metal intro? Gear, we had, like, yeah, we had Metal Gear Solid 5 Grounded uh, Zeros, I think it was what it was called. Ground Zeros, yeah. Gra- yeah, and like that came out about three years before uh, Phantom Pain came out. No, that came out uh, a um, few months before. If you uh, was it? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, it was sort of just an introductory chapter. I don't even. Yeah, think it was, was like the. Did pro- you play it? Okay. Yeah, I did. It was like it was like a prologue in the sense to kind of set up why uh, Snake was in the hospital and and basically 
give you uh, at the time it was like giving you an idea of the combat system right like what you could do yeah. what was going to be like so the, the street so, so the speculation was that konami was sick of waiting mm-hmm. for the game to come out that they got i don't know they got um kojima to sort of build out a introductory game so they could get some sales during the holiday yeah yeah um so i i i, I think i think the follow-up the main game came out on oh, the following look. spring Let's see. So Ground Zeroes was March 2014, and then um, Phantom Pain was September 2015. So I can't see it being that soon of a a change, right? Yeah, you got to believe they're still building it out. Yeah, but I would imagine it will be built on the same engine it's in now, for the most part, and it will be more so about being able, cause I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing, I, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that this thing is launching as a PS five exclusive whenever they make the next one. Right. Um, right. and it's taking advantage of all that new technology so that they can do more and have the large open map and all that kind of stuff and, and have it the same, uh, quality visually that, um, they attempted in, and this one so what if it's locked what if it's locked on the disc <laughs> <laughs> but i would imagine i would imagine that's like, why that's why it's 100 gigs <laughs> yeah i would imagine they've probably had a team at least partly working on this already right you know working for the next part yeah. and and then it will just be more about putting together like but me and josh were actually talking about they were like are they gonna put this out like where um because it it ends for anyone who's interested i haven't finished it yet but it ends in a place that you would think it would end based on what you've seen in the game uh and and where you go from that point in the game uh so like when we were thinking about like is this going to be a thing where then it's like well then we play all the way up to the golden saucer point of the game and then we come back and have another one boilers (laughs) yeah like like these are things that further along like they're definitely not going to be in this one (laughs) um but like it was we were we were kind of like interested in that like if it if that was going to be the case though right like is it going to be a thing where you literally do just get sections of the game or is it going to be okay this midgard part is very different from the rest of the game so let's let that be its own thing and then afterwards we'll come back and kind of do the open world thing with it you know, and just go from straight from the start. Hey, we're in the open world and this is the rest of Final Fantasy seven remake. Yeah, it definitely has a, and I'm, I'm hoping that's interest- the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it definitely has an interesting roadmap. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Oh, Oh, Hey John, you <laughs> want to remap those joy cons? Oh, I've been waiting. Uh, Not the, really. the latest Nintendo Switch system update will allow players to remap their controllers. Some of the new features of this remapping are the ability to change analog sticks and button uh, configurations with the ability to save up five custom configurations on the system, which can be swapped out per the needs of whoever is using the console. That was a run-on sentence, if I... No, I'm kidding. Um, 
just a long one. Controllers <laughs> that can be com- reconfigured are the Switch Joy-Cons, the Switch Pro Controller, and the buttons of the Nintendo Switch Lite. Other new updates include the ability for players to bookmark new items and transfer software data between the system memory and an SD card. I always like it when you have options for people, so that's good news for people. Yeah, honestly, I thought you already could transfer yeah. your memory to the SD card, but since you can't, that's kind of sad. That <laughs> really is sad. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so it's I not don't, sad. I don't know if anybody, I mean, as a Nintendo yeah. fan, you kind of know the button configurations that you're going to get. <clears throat> I'm glad this is an option, but I can't imagine it's there was a loud group of people asking for it. Every time I go to my... um to my uh what you call it my my pro controller right what gets me is that they're always saying to play press a and the thing feels like an xbox controller and a is not where it's supposed to be john (laughs) is is not you know it is for for obviously it is for nintendo but i'm like no this is not right um i wonder i wonder if this counts also for inverting your controls I mean, I get hmm. that's most of the time that's a feature in the game, in the individual game itself. So I wonder if it's an option. Maybe. I know there's a lot of people who, I, crazy, but there's a lot of people who invert their controllers. I, it's like it's like the original. The only the only time I've ever experienced that is how, how, uh, Shadow of the Colossus mm-hmm. plays by default. Yes. At least at, the, at least the older version did. By default, the buttons were in the not the the sticks were inverted yeah it was, it was really annoying. weird um and that's the kind of thing like i imagine the reason why they're trying to do this now too is that it feels like lately it, and i'm guessing it's because we are at the end of a console cycle right and and literally memory and those kinds of things ram for game usage uh it's the strangest little things that you find yourself having to restrict to make the thing run right. Right. Like mass effect three back in last generation, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Shepard never actually puts his gun on his back unless he's in, um, in like a city. And it was because they literally did not have the memory when he was out in the open world doing combat to, have him holster his gun. <laughs> um, is, it, and, is that is that universal for the PC version as well? I'm not sure. I, I didn't play the PC version back then, so I, I do yeah. not know. But like, you almost wonder That's now if like you're having a lot of developers who would like to offer you the option to change your 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 button setup, right? Um, but they just can't because they're like we're using this RAM and this memory and everything else, you know, for this, this, and this to make the game run efficiently and and most importantly, stable. So if instead you can do that through a console, right? It just makes it easier for everyone. It's like, Oh good. They solved the solution for us. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Just like XCOM solved your desires for more XCOM, John. Thank God. (laughs) A uh, a new XCOM game, and um, I think you sing this game's praises. Yes. The series, at least. A new XCOM game will be released next Friday, April 24th. XCOM... What? <laughs> oh, okay. XCOM Chimera Squad is not a direct sequel to XCOM 2. It's a spinoff that puts you in control of human and human-alien hybrid characters within a branching campaign 
about 20 hours in length. Human. It will be $10 on Steam until May 1st, where it will go up to $20. Nice. A studio spokesperson told PC Gamer, quote, XCOM Chimera Squad features multiple bold new changes to the traditional XCOM formula. This specific vision for XCOM made more sense as a standalone title as opposed to a direct sequel. And just, you know, aside from the fact that people are going to get a new XCOM game, the fact that it's $10 is another example of people just discounting the mess out of games for people for sure uh, during this time ne- don't necessarily know if that's the motive but that's still a heck of a heck of a i imagine deal. it is um you know i'm i'm just they're glad gonna there's make more you broke. they're gonna make you broke by taking advantage of all these they're just gonna nickel and dime us to click click yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> click, like, click 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 wait click, a minute click. i got a race this year oh. why am i broke Oh man, I'm subscribed to <laughs> 95 streaming services that only cost 2.99 a month. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love some XCOM, so I'm glad I'll probably pick that up at some point, hopefully before May 1st. Cuz you know, 10 bucks, that's that's definitely worth it. John, sure. you should you should go uh use your PC to play some XCOMs. I'm definitely thinking about it. In fact, you know, from everything I I read, the biggest comparison to um, Mario plus Rabbids was was actually XCOM. Yeah, maybe so. outside. I don't think there's really like a a building thing going. On. Like the combat is definitely in the ballpark, right? But like the thing with XCOM is like you'd have to go do these missions, and then if someone died, they're dead. Is the way it works. So you know, like building right. up a character, it really hurt when someone who was really talented dies. Um, and then also you'd recover all this stuff and you had to kind of build up your, the earth's defenses for the end game. And, uh, it could go very badly if you did not do it right. So that, I don't think there's anything like that in Mario, but something new and challenging. This is an interesting time actually for, for an XCOM game to drop because, um, assuming I understand the similarities, um, it's interesting because I th- I think I think the Gears game, the tactical game, is dropping on April twenty fourth or twenty eighth. So it's an interesting it's interesting timing that this one's dropping right yeah. up against that other title. Mm. So may them need some some cash. Maybe K wants that sweet XCOM cash. <laughs> it's like you know people are hyped up for this Gears game. And then they come and go, hey, you guys remember XCOM? You want some of that? You want yeah, some right. That? <laughs> you remember his king, baby. Maybe next time we'll give you a remaster. Hey, hey, John. Yeah. Finally this week. Finally this week. That's Resident beautiful. Evil 4 remastered? Question mark. Rumors abound that the Sacred Cow Resident Evil 4 will be getting a remaster. Uh... A report from VGC, that's Video Game Something. I don't know what the C stands for. Corporation? Who knows? Uh, and other sources have indicated that the project is slated for, for release sometime in 2022. The recently formed studio M2 Studio is reportedly in charge of the project to handle the bulk of the development. It is also reported that the developers of Resident Evil 2 Remake and Devil May Cry 5 may also assist the studio. The founder of M2 Studio, Tatsio Minami, I don't know how you said last name. <laughs> Minami. Yeah, let's go with that. 
uh, is the former CEO of Platinum Games. Uh, this report has not been confirmed by Capcom, and I imagine it won't be for some time because they would more likely announce Resident Evil 8 first, right? <laughs> I would think that Resident Evil 8 is set for next year. Although yeah, I, or know, the year I, after. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put money on that, but... Yeah. You know, this has got to be, this has got to be divisive. Um, divisive? Uh, divisive. <laughs> and the most, this would be the most, you got under, to understand Resident Evil, and you understand it, Resident Evil is not only a sacred cow to the series, but it's considered one of the top 10 games over the last yeah. 15 years by many people's lists. Um, Kidding. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's... And the, the, it's 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 almost like of two of two different minds. If you've played this game before, you can easily go back and play it and enjoy it. But to a new person, going back and playing Resident Evil Four, as amazing as this game was back in the day, in fact, it's even more amazing on Wii. I mean, that was actually considered at the time one of the better versions of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go back to. It's it's very clunky. Um, even though at the time it was something people had never really seen before. So in order to do this, you have to refine the gameplay, um, bring in the character models of the original of, of the Leon from resident evil two remake, mm-hmm. but that's it. Just give it that RE engine coat of paint, but, but keep it as is. Um, so it, I mean, it's definitely threading a needle here. If it is in fact true, Leon's gonna have a cowboy outfit. He's no gonna, kidding. <laughs> there's gonna be a over the top Devil May Cry soundtrack to this. Yeah. All of a sudden, his his gun's gonna turn into a blade, and you're gonna be like, "That's not in the game." Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is this one's this isn't this one's dangerous territory. Oh um, yeah. I, I, more so than Resident Evil Two was. People were very, people don't remember this, but. When Resident Evil 2 remake was announced, it was exciting. Yeah. But they were concerned about well, Resident Evil's track record. We didn't know Resident what it Evil was, 7 right? notwithstanding. Yeah, right. like we didn't know what it was cuz you're like it's just just a cash grab where they say, "Oh, it's a remake." And yet it's like, "No, it's not. It's a remaster. It's it's not what you think it is, right?" right. And then and then you find out, "Oh, okay. It is this." Um so now, you know, I think people it's easier to get on board with those ones too because it was PlayStation, right? And it, it's kind of like now a Final Fantasy VII remake. I think if you came back and you said today we were going to remake Final Fantasy twelve, which is uh, a popular one, which I mean they remastered a couple of years, but if they were actually going to rebuild it. I don't think people would be as excited about it because that game can still even though the visuals might be better today the the audio the voice acting all these other little things right that came after the playstation era that's all still there right so you can imagine very well you don't even have to imagine everything that's going on with those characters uh versus like when you play these older games like there's a sense of how much can you look past the limitations of the system uh and just focus on uh, great gameplay and elements right so but now you're moving into that era of uh, of gamecube and ps2 where again that 
there weren't really those concerns at that point, right? No, um, for sure. You know, we like GTA three, you could still play today and it, it's perfectly fine. Uh, same with, you know, Super Mario uh, Sunshine on, on GameCube and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. I think there's more risk with this because it is something more recent. It would be like if someone said today, we're going to remake from the ground up Bioshock. I'd be like, ooh, good luck. Because <laughs> yeah. it could go bad very quickly. <laughs> yeah, just th- th- there's certain beloved games that are just too dangerous to touch. Yeah. You know, and you just got to be careful with them. You know, the what was it? Shadow of the Colossus. What did they do to it? Yeah. They just made it prettier. Exactly. And they refined certain things that were obviously needed to be refined. But when it comes to these types of games, you just got to you just got to tread lightly because you can really I, I know for a fact that there are 50 percent of people looking forward to this and 50 mm-hmm. percent of people going, don't touch this game. Back don't off. do it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I agree. That said, uh, CD, I personally want it. I, I I look forward to it happening. That said, uh, CD Project Red, if you want to go back and remaster, um, or remake, uh, Witcher one and two to be like Witcher three, I am totally on board for that, and I will send you a check <laughs> if you don't need my money. Right. <laughs> um. Just saying. Please get to work on that. <laughs> uh, John. You want to wrap this up. In honor of Sean, never. Just to be safe, I'm John. That's my tagline, and I'm saying that because Sean's not here. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I like to Spot be safe. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. That's my John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Every now and then you write your thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. prayers. Uh, To weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like none of you did this week, you mother. Um, No, it's okay. We get it. It's difficult times, folks. Probably less people listening because they aren't in their cars driving to work. And you know what? I think that's just fine. Don't say that. Don't say that. I want them to stay home, John. No, not that. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's people not listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, you know, I'm going to check the Twitter for mentions here. I'm like, get in your car and go to work so you can listen to my show. I don't know how Sean checks our Twitter for new uh, followers because that's how little I really follow Twitter outside of looking at other people's posts, right? (laughs) He's really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for Um, the follow following your back. Thanks for the follow following your back. Let's see. Uh, Sean asked everyone what they've been uh, playing or what games they revisited uh, since the coronavirus quarantine began. Oh, man, the Barbarian posted a gift of uh, old Spider-Man swinging through. Nice. I've been wanting to revisit that. Uh, Loki said he's been playing some PS Vita games and he's been doing a lot of Destiny 2 again uh, from the pre-first expansion. 
And then looks like Maddie says SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, mm, good game, good game. Ooh, Dave says Metal Gear Solid The Fan Pain. He wasn't a huge fan the first time around, but I knew it deserved a second shot. Um, Chase says that he's finishing up the the DLC in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, and, I still need to do that. And he says it's been a real treat, John. So there you go. It's um, good so far. I got about halfway through it. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then he also asked everyone's thoughts and possibly prayers about the new PS5 controller. Uh, and Roberto says he doesn't know how to feel about it, honestly, even before all this hubba blue or hullaba blue. I don't know how they say that. Can't ever say it right. Um, Hullabaloo. Thank you. Uh, of PS5. I think people, I, I think people will be happy with it. Honestly, I think it's much ado over nothing. There you go. That's a good Shakespeare play. Um, the PS5 announcements and equipment have been so strange, but the rumors are true and Demon Souls remake is on it. I'll get it for sure. Nice. Uh, yeah. I hope yeah, that, be that'd be nice. That. That'd be cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and then Ray Allen said he needs to see it in person before he will judge it. Uh, and then also Roberto posted, uh, looks like, uh, a link of our episode from last week on half-life Alex. And he says, Alex looks amazing in VR, but the Oculus price plus the fact that I do not own a PC yet worries me going to have to do a John Rambo style and just shoot my way into the PC world. Do it. <laughs> you have my support. Um. Besides that, though, I think that is about it. Just, I mean, Platt is always sucking up to us, saying, "Hey, you're looking for something <laughs> to do? Go check out the new episode of Weekly Game Chat on your favorite podcast service. You owe it to yourself." Check is still in the Thanks, mail, Platt. Platt. You know, we. I feel like that's going to pay off one day, right? It's only cost us $2 million. Sure. We put them through. It's only a matter scale. of time. <laughs> that's a good song from Hamilton. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I think that's it for this week, guys. Uh, if you want to write your thoughts in, please make sure you do so next week. We always like to hear them, but if you don't got anything, you know, we understand, you know, just, just keep playing, keep tweeting. Keep uh, doing what you do. And yeah. if you want more episodes like this, specifically ones that also feature Sean, uh, make sure you go to your favorite podcast service and subscribe, and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. There are 250 others besides this, which makes this the 251st episode. So you've got some hours to kill if you want to kill them with us. Uh, if while you're there, you want to drop us a rating or a review, it helps people find the show. So we always appreciate it. If you want to follow us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter and theory and Facebook, and you can email us weekly games chat at gmail.com. If you want to get directly involved in the conversation, head over to our discord page and join our group. There's a bunch of people on there talking about a bunch of different things. It's always a good time. Always plenty of memes. Uh, but until next week, I will say game on to John game on Chris game on everybody. Stay vigilant, stay healthy, stay safe and game on to Sean, wherever you are. Right. John. 
Best wishes, uh, witches. Best wishes. Love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. More, as he would say. <laughs> uh, and I will just say, your moms. Ah, dang it. <laughs> you know what's funny? It didn't. Ca- oh no, wait! It didn't capture your last. I accidentally unpressed the uh, USB thing. That's terrible. <laughs> you, you're. I'm gonna have to edit that out. They can't hear that. They can't. Don't do it. Uh, Don't do it. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> Your mom's Now, now it's Thug life. Uh, Thug life. Uh, thoughts and prayers. I can't remember what he said. Peace out, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>